Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR at 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Question of the morning. If the Utes win the Rose Bowl... Where would it rank among the program's all-time accomplishments? Well, not very high since these guys have opted out. So, you know, who cares? Sarcasm. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. This would be the best accomplishment they've ever had. I don't get how you can com- connect Utah to these guys opting out this has nothing to do with utah this burst basically has nothing to do with the game it's the prestige of the rose bowl is the point the game goes on with or without them and you play the game to it will be played obviously and and if you win you win i'm just talking about the prestige of the game the granddaddy but so many utes and they're just People pick on his mentality just took it wrong. And I'm thankful that you did take it. I mean, you can take it wrong. Just take it. And, I mean, it's still the number one red story up on the website over there. That website across the street is very, very popular. I'm setting records, David James Setting <laughs> records. I am. Is the Elias Sports a, Bureau tracking them? I get a Track buck the numbers, a page, baby. Buck a page view. Sweet. I am. I am just going to be in the money. Going to buy another you home down there. You can have your awards. You can buy I another home down there. Yeah, buy another home down there in Manhattan Beach. Oh, jeez. I'm yeah. going to Maui now. Uh, the fans responding. Some are uh, right there with you. Aaron says, if the youth win, it'll be right there at the top. And then he goes straight to the rivalry. Why fans will spend their existence diminishing it in every way possible because they can't handle reality. There's no diminishment at all. None. Zero. John says, well, against a depleted the Ohio State team, it would mean like uh, beating a Mountain West Conference champion. Not true. Not true, man. I just don't see that at all. Ohio State has one stud after another. So these guys take off. So be it. If the Utes manage to win, celebrate wildly. You won the Rose Bowl. That 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 says it all, man. The the stuff that it'll do for your program, it's literally immeasurable. And for your university for that matter. It's already doing a lot just having an appearance in it, but to actually win it would just be just off the charts incredible. Michael says, shouldn't this question read if the Utes play in the Rose Bowl. Michael, that type of negativity. Well, they're going to play in the Rose Bowl. I don't understand. What do you mean, if? Well, I think he's saying it's going to be canceled like the Holiday Bowl and the Fenway Bowl and whatever else. I don't think so. Josh says it would rank right behind the Utes picking Tyler Huntley over Zach Wilson. Man, the rivalry in all things, huh? What does that mean, picking Tyler Huntley over Zach Wilson? It wasn't the, that they never were in came different, to pass. Rec- different recruiting classes, yeah. Don't, don't bother people <laughs> with the facts. 
<laughs> it's not. Uh, he wants to go Jack Tuttle. Yeah. He can. The guy but, who uh, never played for the Utes and transferred to Indiana and isn't playing much. And Yeah. He's actually expected to be their starter moving forward. We'll Next see. year, maybe, uh, huh? We shall see. You yeah. don't know. Good for him. Warren, oh, is Ohio State going to grace us with their presence? Yes. They will be, they will be there, I promise you. Steven says, I think it'll be uh, number one, Alabama. Number two, beating Pitt in the Fiesta Bowl. Number three, Pac-12 champs. And number four, Rose Bowl champs. No. I no, can't see this game being ranked fourth. Come on now. It's ranked first. The granddaddy. The, the, the step most into exposure the your program will ever have or has ever had. And you're doing it as a Pac-12 team. You know, you were thought of kind of an odd, uh, almost, well, yeah, we got to let you in type of thing uh, when you were in the Mountain West. Here, they don't have to let you do anything. You earn the right to be there. And you'll be taken that much more seriously. Chris says, number two, right behind the Sugar Bowl, right? Nah. I think this is way bigger than the Sugar Bowl. I really believe that. I think you can cash in on it. People looked at it as sort of, uh, well, yeah, good for you. You got in there one time. Here they've been knocking on the door of this thing for three years, and they got the thing done, and you beat Oregon like you did. like Beat them like a drum, man. My gosh. Both times in less than, uh, you know, two weeks of span. So this is a big, big deal. And if they finish this thing off, wow. And plus two, so much attention on the program. Unfortunately, it comes uh, to a degree. Obviously, they'll play up uh, the two players who lost their lives. And that'll be something that I'm sure will be mentioned because this will be a broad audience for all of us. We've heard the story many, many times over, but folks who tune in, you know, they may not have. And so, you know, they're going to have something to what degree they're certainly going to talk about it. And so that this brings untold amount of attention to your program. And then if you go out and win, man, wow, what an accomplishment that would be. I mean, it would it to me, it would rank number one. 30 years of building to get to this moment. Yeah, I mean, you can go longer than that if you want. J.H. says, don't you guys mean when they win the Rose Bowl? And then it'll be number one because it is the granddaddy. Okay, yeah. Well, if you're that confident, so be it. I'm not. I'm going to pick him to win, but I'm not Not, going to the point of when. When. Yeah, I mean that's not a it's not a guarantee by any stretch to me. And these players opting out, I don't think it removes any luster off this game. Zero, nothing. In fact, I think it says more about Utah's program. That's what I think. And I took a ton of abuse on this thing, and it's me. So I mean, I could write the sky's blue, and people are going to think, well, that's because you're a Cougar fan or something. You know, they're going to. And, and and I've I've earned that reputation to a degree of you're going to be skeptical because of what I say, 
and we've said many, many times over, you know, you say something and it gets back and I'm criticized. One of our own employees, you said something about air supply and he goes on Facebook before he worked with us and ripped me. Yeah. And I never said a thing about air supply. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it must have been you. (laughs) Right, right. Nothing. No, no. I don't know what to tell you. 70 soft rock doesn't do it for me. I'm out. Fine. But it's your fault. Whatever. I I don't care. I mean, to me, if if I don't like something, all I got to do is change the channel and away I go and I find something that I like. So I didn't say anything. The point being, you ripped uh, 70 soft rock group, as you said, and I took the abuse. So I I understand that's part of the deal here. Uh, But I think the point, one of the points that I was trying to make and I put in there in the piece that I wrote, it's on KSL. It's number one. I mean, it's setting records. I mean, mod on. And... It screams to the family nature, family on three, family on three, that everybody from Utah's program who's declaring for the draft is still going to play in the game. And to me, that says volumes about it. But people miss that. I think, I think some Utah fans still have a small-time mentality. And we're picked on. You got to get past that, guys. That's, You're not picked on. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and gonna, all I could think of, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, is that, you know, they're back in the day when they were the second fiddle at maybe even third fiddle. I don't know what Utah State was doing, but second fiddle to BYU, and BYU was the dominant. And these people still remember that, even if they're uh, not young, uh, old enough to experience it, they know of it. And so any little form of criticism, I mean, your guy's son's on there. The Can't you do anything positive about Utah? Yeah, go read and listen. My goodness gracious, I go overboard in praising the program. But any little thing, they get all excited. And I, and I think it's just they, they're still striving for respect. Well, you don't need to strive for it anymore. You've got it. You've got it in spades. This is not a criticism of your program. And all your guys are going to play. So it screams even more they're doing it the right way. Now, see, so you're being me. You're being logical, but that's not what it's about. But that was the point behind it. But you miss the point, and you take it as a slight to Utah. This is actually a praise to Utah, not a slight. Look at those guys over there thinking of themselves. And I've got no problem with them thinking of themselves. But the point is that's looking, thinking of themselves, whereas your program, hey, man, we're going to go, and yeah, we're going to declare and go prepare after the game. Because we're all in. We're not in the way. That's a tribute, and they miss that. Small-time mentality. Got to get past that. You're big-time now. You're as big-time as it gets on this side of the country. Well, it doesn't feel like it. Nah, I mean, you're just being silly. (laughs) I get a little bit of it because... You're sitting there a couple years ago, and you're getting ready to play in a Pac-12 title game, and you're thinking there's a shot at the playoff, and Paul Feinbaum comes on and says, nobody wants to watch Utah. So you can say 
that you're as big time as it gets on this side of the country, and there's truth to that. I mean, you can sit there and go over win-loss records and title game appearances and all that kind of stuff, and there's and, and rankings, and then you will put a thing out about how many times they've been like ranked in the uh, in the college football committees, uh, playoff committees rankings, and and so there's all these things that you could measure it by, but a lot of the people who set the tone for the national discussion aren't on this side of the country. And everything on this side of the country gets dismissed. So if you felt dismissed 30 years ago and there's been this long climb and you almost get to the top and you get dismissed again, you're never going to let it go. I mean, you're just not. Yeah, but that was two years ago. That's yeah. not now. That's not that. that. That's the great thing about the Rose Bowl is you don't have to have a beauty pageant quality. That's why this is so awesome. It is the best thing in college football that you earn. You don't need somebody to appoint you to it. This isn't a judgeship here. This is something that you unilaterally, without question, qualify to earn. You don't need Paul Feinbaum's opinion on this. It doesn't matter. You don't need who's ever on that committee. I don't know who's on that committee. I'd have to look it up. I'm sure I'm aware of their names once I went, but I don't remember them. And if I looked at them, I'm sure there, there might be a couple people that I don't know, but probably everybody, I, uh, most of them, at least I know their background to one degree or another. But it's voted on. This isn't voted on. That's the beauty of it. That there's no vote involved. And it's not like the NCAA tournament where they have 60-some and they do vote, essentially. But once you get in, and, and Larry Kristobak used to say this all the time, and I agree with him 100%, you know, you need some type of format so they create this committee and they seed you. But once the ball goes up, the seeds don't matter. It's just about the talent. So you overcome the vote to get in, right? Because there's so many of you that you get in and you play the game and the winner advances and the loser goes home. So the seeding, once the game starts, is irrelevant. Well, not in the college football. The seeding is, there's only four of you, so getting in is the most significant thing. But it's somewhat of a beauty contest, and it's not really 100% fair. The SEC rarely plays road games, and they only play eight conference games, and they schedule the Citadel and Akron and, and so forth and so on, incarnate word before your big game so you can have a bye. I mean, they do it with the intent to get as many teams in, and they spend as much as possible to get as many teams in, right? Well, great. Good for them. But the Rose Bowl here, there's only one way to get in it, and that is to win your conference, and the Utes did that. So this isn't a beauty contest. That's another reason why it's so freaking special, is you don't need anybody's respect. All you got to do is win. And they've done it, and now they're there. And if they beat Ohio State, where are you going to rank it? Final Four, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl? Well, if you want to go beyond football, that's fine, too. But I, they're, they're, this would be nothing comparable. On the mountaintop. Yeah. And I don't care who's available, who isn't available for Ohio State. It has zero to do with Ohio State and those guys. Sucks for them. A few of their players opted out. 
but you're supposed to have one five star after another. So go ahead. You got Marvin Harrison's son, who's a receiver there, and uh, now is his time, man. Jump up there and get the ball caught. Throw it your way. Make some plays. This is your coming out party. The way, if you want to look at it that way, and the Utes, they're going to finish it. I guess maybe I didn't emphasize that enough because I think it says a lot about their program that every last one of them, and there's several who have already declared, have said, yeah, and we're going to play in this game. Just like Tyler Algier did. He could have sat out the Independence Bowl. The Independence Bowl. Who cares about that? And it's played in a driving rainstorm. It was miserable. But no, he went and finished it. For those guys who don't want to finish it, I support their right to do it 100%. But I want to praise the guys who do finish it. And he's a running back, too. Every time he touches the ball, he's going to get hit. Receivers can go out there and just sort of, hell, if it's a place to sweep left and you're on the right side, you can go pick daisies. Jog up there, bump the guy. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. And never mind all the times you run patterns, the ball's thrown to the other side of the field and you don't get hit. Yeah. So you're rarely getting hit. That's why receivers are divas. <laughs> but that one time you trenches. go across that one time you go across the middle, look out. Oh, well, mid zone and you read man, look out. All right, fine. And then you could sort of protect yourself. And don't But you, the running back ways to, running yeah. backs are getting hit on almost every play. I suppose once in a while they go out on a pass pattern and the ball gets thrown somewhere else and they don't get hit. But between having a block, pick up defensive linemen, pick up blitzers, and then obviously when you run the ball, then you got the target on you, so well, yeah, it's to the point where Algier had to take himself out against SC. Because <laughs> he was gassed. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the running back who was going to get seven yards, or excuse me, uh, seven carries a game. He was going to get his 20, 25 carries. He was going to hit a lot. Right. And he took himself out because he was so tired. And he knew that the third team guy, McChesney, would be more fresh. And so he would be better able to help the team in that moment, which he did. He looked like he was a brand new guy who just got there and everybody else had run 15 marathons. I mean, you could see it watching it on television. Well, this guy's got fresh legs and everybody else was gassed. And this whole thing of, of, well, you didn't get to go to the title. Suppose they would have lost to somebody else. Uh, say Penn state. And because you already had the loss to Oregon, well, at that point, if you lose to Penn State, and that was a fairly close game, I think it was like 9 or 10, uh, and it was, uh, what, uh, late October, early November. Well, that eliminated you then, too, right? You weren't going to get in with two. No Big Ten team's going to get in with two. So should they have sat out those games? Right? Because you're, you're out of the playoff hunt at that point. So where does this end? As far as this goes. And if that, that's what they choose, so be it. They have that, have the right to choose that. But where does that... They just so happen that they lost the second game uh, as the last game. But right. if it had The second earlier, loss was the 12th game. But if they had lost the second time in the game six, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah. Do you sit out then? Nobody's done it yet. 
but I suppose they shouldn't rule it out because they see your logic, and at some point somebody else might see your logic. Because if you're really good, and this is your apprenticeship or this is your minor leagues, you don't want to risk the big payday. So nobody's done it yet, but that doesn't mean somebody won't do it next year or in five years or whatever. The, the money is enormous. It is life-changing. And we know, because players have told us, that Jalen Johnson didn't he, – he was talking to us about, yeah, I was recruited by all these schools. And, oh, Oklahoma's undefeated. Don't you wish you, know, you could have been there on that? He says, nope, I want to go to the NFL. This place was going to prepare me for the NFL, and it is preparing me, so I'm real comfortable with what I've done. Paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. He wasn't there for the winning. I mean, you want to win because you're playing, but the real prize was be prepared for the NFL, and now he's playing in the NFL. So he had a goal. He picked a place that helped him reach his goal, and now he's gotten to his goal. That's what we tell young people all the time. You set your goals. Know know what's important to you. So he did. And be focused. Yeah. And Jalen was, and he knew he was going to play three years because that was the point of which he becomes eligible. And away he's gone, and he's been starting for the Bears, and that's a great story too. So I hold nothing against these Ohio State guys who are doing what they're doing. I'm more about praising the Utes for doing what they're doing because that's pretty doggone cool. Well, there are a lot of cool accomplishments, obviously, and and we know that we you know Final Four, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta, BCS, Buster, all that stuff. But Chris says this would have to be number one especially considering the adversity the team faced this year. And when you throw that in there, how can you argue? What they had to overcome, all those other teams had to overcome stuff, but they didn't have to overcome two teammates dying. And that was brutal, and I'm sure it continues to be brutal at some level, uh, but to overcome that and do all this winning, incredible. Yeah, the story is remarkable from that perspective. In my mind, I sort of separate the two, but if you don't want to separate the two, that's fine, too. DJ and PK, more of your reaction coming up. And we've got Mike Brown, publisher of Extra Points, covering college football and college athletics. He's an Ohio State grad as well, so maybe he's got his heart in a little bit. He's definitely got his, uh, his professional career in a little bit. We will talk with Matt coming up at 20 minutes. We'll talk Rose Bowl with him. And Mike Smith, jazz studio analyst at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.